This week, Canada was advised that China has reinstated access for Richardson and Viterra to export canola seed to China. Market access restrictions for canola seed to China were first implemented on March 6th of 2019. Rick White is president and CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Well, some good news, I guess, for canola farmers and the canola industry is uh, both the uh, the the uh, reinstated uh, China reinstated the licenses for two uh, the, uh, two Canadian companies, Viterra and uh, Richardson's, uh, to uh, proceed with uh, their licenses to uh, uh, ship Canadian canola into China. Um, again, uh, there was restrictions on there. Those restrictions, uh, I guess, the, the the license was removal of the license was the restriction, and those licenses have been uh, re-implemented. And uh, we're very hopeful that trade will uh, resume uh, for all Canadian companies uh, going forward here and on into the future. Do you have any further details on, I guess, why the decision was made to uh, to allow the uh, shipments to resume? Well, I don't. Uh, that's still, uh, I guess, a negotiation between uh, China and uh, the government of Canada. Um, really not a lot of detail there at all, other than uh, the announcement coming out that uh, the licenses have been reinstated. Um, this has been an ongoing issue for an extended period of time, and uh, so a lot of discussions have gone on, but uh, at the end of the day, China has made the decision to reinstate those licenses, so we're happy with that, but we don't know a whole lot of detail about how it occurred. The restrictions, as you mentioned, were first implemented back in, in 2019. I guess just talk about the impact you know, since then on, on what that's had on uh, Canada. Well, the, the two uh, exporters, Canadian exporters, uh, uh, in question here were, like you know, a big part of the canola trade going directly into China. So, of course, when, when their licenses were revoked, um, that really had a, uh, a disruptive impact on the trade flow, the natural trade flow where, where canola was meeting the demand for, for Chinese uh, veg, oil, uh, <clears throat> veg oil demand. And so, you know, that disruption in the market and the natural trade flow, which should have been occurring, um, you know, it, it, it disrupted that. And so it did cause some disruptions uh, in, in terms of getting the canola out into the global market. Um, and so it created all kinds of knock-on challenges uh, in, in, in that. And again, it was just because a, a trade barrier was put up on two significant exporters. Uh, which had to find a home elsewhere in the world or or circuitously through the world to meet that veg oil demand uh and and that had a cost to it and I guess there was there was still some canola seed move or moving from other um companies is that right or yes yes, it was just uh, the two companies uh that were restricted uh, other Canadian companies uh, did not have their licenses revoked, so some you know, some canola trade was going on direct between uh, Canada and China through throughout this. Um, but again, you know, it uh, certainly wasn't uh, wasn't available to all companies, and and the two that it wasn't available were a significant part of the export uh, uh, picture to China. Just going forward now, um, I guess maybe just talk a little bit about what this will mean for for those two companies, and and um, you know, I guess for farmers who are growing canola here. Yeah, I think in, in general, Corey, it, like you know, it, it resumes uh, access to to all Canadian companies to 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 access that market equally now. So I think um, from a competitive on the ground um, perspective here in Canada, that's a good thing. All companies have access to that market. 
Um, and I think that provides a, a lot of more predictability and certainty in the market, which is always a good thing. Now um, we, we've cleared uh, the barrier out. Um, the rules-based trade environment uh, is upheld. Um, and, you know, let the natural trade flows go without uh, impediments in the way. And I think that'll provide a lot of uh, uh, stability um, and predictability, which will be reflected in farmers' ability to to have, you know, stable markets. And China is a big market, and and I think this will provide some stability now to that market, which will be good for the industry and take uh, some of the risk out of the equation uh, for the whole industry. Any um, Rick, any thoughts on the on the current year on the on the canola crop? You know, we're we're seeing some delays here in Manitoba, but um, you know, any any thoughts on on what you expect to see this year? <laughs> I expect to see a lot of unpredictability, I guess, in the weather ri- driven by the weather. We can all see that it's uh, farm by farm almost out there. It's either too cold or too hot or too dry or too wet or it's just extremes everywhere. So it's going to be. Interesting to see how it averages out this year. Um, I'm uh, the eternal optimist. That's the farmer in me coming out. That uh, you know will be will have a will have a good growing season. But again, that's not going to be the case for every farmer across Western Canada here. So it's too early to tell. Um, we haven't lost a crop in May yet, and uh, we'll see how the growing season treats us. That was Rick White, President and CEO of the Canadian Canola Growers Association. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.